We know that support for your favorite podcast comes in tons of different ways. For some, the only way they can or want to support us is with the basic stuff. Tuning into the podcast weekly, sending us valuable information on Teams, or just spreading the word about the podcast. And all those things are amazing. We really appreciate all those things, but we can't pay the bills with those. On November 16th, we are launching our Patreon for the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. This will give you guys an opportunity to support us financially while also gaining access to exclusive content that will only be available on Patreon. Check out our link tree on any of our social media platforms and just go look at the Patreon for yourself. You're going to love it. Don't miss out on your chance to join the Arizona Small Ball Army. What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, small school basketball. Here we talk about everything in the small ball scene. We cover scores, coaches, teams, and players. As coaches in the Valley, we understand that these teams don't get enough attention, and our biggest goal is to change that. We're here to keep you guys updated on everything small ball and ignore everything else because Honestly, Arizona Small Balls is better than everything else. On our show, these guys are the stars. Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. It is Friday. Reyes is here with me as always. And, I mean, you guys got to be feeling blessed. This is your third episode of the week. Reyes, how you feeling? Three episodes in one week. I know I asked you on Wednesday if it was too much for you. Is it too much for you now? The grind doesn't stop, Jeff. <laughs> Let's just get that out there right now, boys. There's no days off. There's no bad days. And we're getting after it, man. Three days ain't nothing. I can go all week. Before we get into this stuff, because we're going to talk about our top 10 for the 3A, which we're super excited about. Our 3A top 10s have changed probably, like, how many times in the last three months? I don't know. Probably like eight times. Mine's changed about eight times. I remember the first time we made our top 10, we sent it to each other. And then literally the next day we changed it. Yeah, that's true. We've changed a lot. I just want to get something out there really quick. Number one, if you aren't subscribed to the podcast, go to Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen to, Google Cast, Spotify, whatever it is that you listen to, whatever platform it is, go over there and hit subscribe, hit follow. There's a ton of you guys that tune in every single week, but less than 50% of you guys are subscribers. So subscribe so that way you never miss an episode. While you're there, leave us a rating, leave us a review. We love that. It helps us so much here on the podcast. Make sure you do that stuff. And, and I always say this. I've been saying it the last two times. Spread the word about the podcast. Let everybody know about it. So that way Arizona Small Ball gets as much coverage as possible. I oh, want to skip. Wait, I'm so sorry to cut you off. Wow, I actually cut you off for once. I actually cut you off a lot. But if you're listening on Google Cast, guys, take a bat. <laughs> It hits yourself in the kneecap. Yeah, get off Google. You're right. Get yeah. off Google Cast, guys. Hop on Apple Podcasts. Or Spotify. Yeah, preferably Apple Podcasts. Though. If I, I'm going to look at the data, and if I see anybody on Google Cast, I will pre-order a bat and ship it to you guys. Oh, shoot. Arizona Small Ball bat. Ooh, signed by <laughs> us. You'll love it. So I wanted to say this out there. Yeah, Reyes is right. It's good. Reyes just brought something up to me. It hit me with a real big curveball right before we got on the podcast, and it's, it's bothering me. I can't get past it. Reyes made the comment that we should change our intro, 
And I want to hear from you guys, okay? You guys write into the show. Do you think we should keep the intro that we have? Or do you think think we should change it for every season that we have? You let us know. We're not going to talk about it. We're just going to leave it right there. And we want to hear what you guys have to say. Hit the hotline, please, and let us know. I'm just, we're not going to get into it. I'm just saying, I think it's nice for change. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying the intro is bad. Jeff got a little tickled, let's just say. I just want to say I worked really hard on the intro. I think that was the hard work. Okay, let's go on to our top 10 for the 3A. How fun is the 3A? I mean, I had fun doing the 1A and the 2A, which is awesome. It, no no shade on them, but the 3A, dude. And we're probably biased because we're coaching in the 3A. So, you know, that's probably part of it. But, dude, the 3A is fun. I mean, I don't know if you feel like it is like this this year. I kind of do, though. I mean, I, I we already have a favorite that we've picked that we think is going to win it all, I think, right? Did we? I mean, yeah, just in talking about it in your sure. words behind closed doors. You know? Behind closed doors. Right. We're not going to release that right now. But hot, hot seat question. Hot. Ready? We haven't even got into the stuff I know, yet, dude. but ready since we're talking about the 3A. Right. Think of what are, what are two words you think of when you think about the 3A division in the Arizona small ball basketball? Transfer portal. Boom. I knew that's what you were thinking, too. <laughs> yeah, you guys already heard about that because we released that little teaser episode, but we'll just keep moving from that. We'll talk about some of those transfers here in this episode, but... The 3A is super fun. It's really competitive. I would not be shocked if any of these teams from one through maybe, I don't know, 12 or something was ending up right in the final four, maybe even in the mix for the championship, because that's how competitive a lot of these teams are. A lot of these games, as we get towards the end of the season, are going to come down to a couple possessions. So the 3A is always super fun. We've loved being in the 3A, coaching the 3A, and there's just some really solid coaching there in the 3A, man. It's, it's awesome. So let's get into the 3A. So I'm going to kick it off with my number 10 spot. And number 10, I got Sabino. And I, you know, Sabino for me is a huge question mark because we know from last year, they have a ton of talent. They got some great guard play in Weston Haybig. They've got some great bigs. They have some really, really great athletes. You remember their coach from last year, Coach Obitan, very confident. We had him on the podcast. Shout out to him. I know he's doing his thing over at Phoenix Prep, but my biggest question for them is not their talent or their athleticism because they got some great pieces there and they're going to be really competitive there in the South. My biggest question for them is who's going to be their coach and how is he going to manage all this stuff at Sabino? Cause they've had some coaches coming in and out and, and hopefully there can be some consistency there, but I really like Sabino. I like their chances, especially with throwing Thatcher into the South and them being more competitive with them and helping their PowerPoints where they can get a better seating in the tournament. I like them at the number 10 spot, but they're a question mark because I feel like they could be a top 10 team or they could be like, you know, maybe like a top 20 team or something, but it all depends on the coaching staff. So I actually do see Sabino as a top 20 team. I actually have them at number 11. Um, like I said, it's kind of the same thing you said. They do have talented kids and they do bring back a little bit, not a little bit. They actually bring back a lot. I think the biggest question mark for them is just the chemistry and how it's going to be. And if that coach can bring them all together on the same page, if that mm. does happen, I can do, I can definitely see Sabino making some noise. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. So for my number 10, I had push Ridge and for the same reason as you, you know, like I said, they had a lot of young guards. Now they're older and they're, like I said, they're ready to make that. I like what coach has kind of planned for them. The region stacked now, especially with Thatcher being in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually quite interesting to see. Like I said, I have him at 10. I know last year we had him pretty high. And I don't think that was a bad thing. But just for well, I right I think now, last year I had him at like four or five. Or we something. had him in the top five as, as far as I remember. Yeah, we So did. now it's like top 10. I think that's a great placement for them. Like I said, because I, I think they're going to be a really competitive team. I think they did lose Jordan Voorhees. 
I'm not 100% sure, but I swear I saw something on social media. Someone please fact check me. But, I yeah. haven't heard anything about that. So, yeah. So, anyways, that's my number 10, Push Ridge. I like Push Ridge a lot. I think they're going to be real competitive. And you remember a few years ago, we when we first started the podcast, we talked about all these young guards coming up. Now they're older. They're seniors. I'm really excited to see what they're going to do. Let's move on to the number nine spot. My number nine spot, you know, this is one of my favorite squads in the 3A, American Leadership Academy Ironwood. So is mine. And when I, is it yours? That's my number nine too. Okay. So when I think about ALA Ironwood, obviously think about Coach McCurdy. I got two words for you. Okay. You ready for this? Is ALA it? Ironwood, I got two words for you. Ready, Reyes? Let's hear it. Corey Wood and Tony Willis are going to turn. That's some four words. <laughs> no, that's way more. Okay. Um, Corey Wood and, no, that's three. That's four. Corey Wood, Tony Willis. Wood and Willis. That's three. Wood Willis. There we go. Wood Willis. Okay. Woody Willis. Not Woody Willis. Just okay. W- Willis. <laughs> Corey Wood and Tony Willis. Wool. Now, I'm really excited about this duo coming over to ALA Ironwood. Uh, Tony Willis transferred over, if I remember right, from Gilbert about a year ago. So we had to sit out for a whole year. That kid, this kid is eligible now. I've seen some film on this kid. He's a tough guard. I think he compliments Corey Wood really well. We've already talked about him in previous episodes. In our last season finale, in our last season, where we talked about players that everybody was going to be talking about that will make a huge impact on their team this upcoming season. He was one of the kids on this. So if you want to know more about Tony Willis, go check that one out. But he's a great guard. He can shoot the ball. He can attack off the bounce. And him and Corey Wood look like they're playing really good together with some good chemistry. I think they're going to turn some heads this year. Do you think that they can make it over the hump with some of those really close games that they had last year? Because so, they had some great games last year. And that, so that's why I have them at nine, because I do think they're a top 10 team. And I know last year, I think they finished like 14th or 15th. Like I said, they dropped some big ones that could They lost to Valley. I'm gonna, you keep talking. I'm going to see how much they lost to Valley. Bro. No, you're fine. So, yeah, they, they lost some big ones. You know what I mean? Like some, They lost some that they probably should have won. They probably should have executed down the stretch, which they weren't able to convert on. I know we talked to Coach McCurdy, and he says that this team over the summer, they actually built a lot of chemistry with Tony Willis and Wood. And like I said, it seems like Corey Wood's been really taking basketball a lot more serious. The kid's a freak. I mean, he's 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, you know what I mean? He can stretch the floor. I think he's 6'6". Six, six. I think he's 6'7". Really? Okay. I'll give him 6'7". You can give him 6'7". He's six, long, though. No. I mean, yeah, he, he is, can shoot the ball. No, he can stretch the full floor and all that. He's athletic. Like this year, that I think he's ready to take that step into that leadership role, mm-hmm. and especially with the complimentary guard like Tony Willis. That's who's going to find him put him in the right positions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Will is, like I said, he'll be able to get shots off for himself. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of a nice one-two punch that's going to be in the 3A, and that's why I'm in the number nine. Now, to answer your question, do I think they can get over the hump? With winning some of those really close games. I I, I want to say yes, so I'm going to go ahead and say yes. They yeah. have the talent to do it. It's just sure. if they do it. Yeah. You know? So that's kind of that's where I'm at, and that's why I have him at number nine. I, I want to say this, too. A guard that was playing for them really well last year was David Adeado. Yes. And, I mean, he's back, you know, so they're going to have some really good guards. Here's the difference between – because Elijah Taylor was a great guard last year. The difference between Elijah Taylor and Tony Willis is Tony Willis seems like much more of a capable scoring guard than Elijah Taylor was. It's going to open up some things for Corey Wood, get him to shot a little bit better. I'm just really excited about it. I think for sure they're going to get over the hump with some of those games, man. Okay, number eight spot. I got Fountain Hills. Don't tell me you got Fountain Hills at number eight, too. I actually don't. Okay, cool. So I got Fountain Hills at my number eight spot. I really like Fountain Hills. We've talked about them a lot with Coach Bonner, one of the best coach teams in the 3A. And if you don't, 
if you don't believe me or you don't know what I'm talking about, maybe you don't see Fountain Hills as much as we do. You watch this team roll out, and they do not look like they can compete with anybody on the basketball court. And they just have a great game plan. They have a great system. They are super solid on defense. Maybe almost their help defense is great, but it's almost a little bit too great sometimes because it's a detriment to them. But they're a great, well-coached team. I have them at the number eight spot because, I mean, they did lose some big spots. I mean, Matt, if they had Xavier Mike coming back and then some of those other guards, I'm putting them in like the in like the four spot, you know, I mean, maybe the five spot. I'm just saying they were that good. They were really competitive. They went to the final four last year. Some of those kids are coming back that are going to be a part of that team. But the reason why I do have them number eight is because of the coaching, because of the I mean, we saw their younger kids last year that are going to come up and play varsity. Those kids are tough and they fit perfectly into the system that Coach Bonner does. I'm really excited about Aiden Logan. I'm going to let you talk about them when you actually have them because I think you have them higher than me, right? I actually don't have them in my top 10. Oh, really? Yes, I don't. And okay. I know that's crazy. No, no, I feel you. That's fine. I, okay. want, I wanted to, and I was fighting for that nine. Okay, so, so let me say this then, okay? So I really am excited about this jump that Aiden Logan's going to make this year. Uh, he is extremely talented, one of the most versatile players in the 3A. He's a, he's a matchup nightmare for kids. He's not as good as a Royce Ramos and Rancho, but he reminds me of him a little bit with how he plays a little bit. Tell me about when you saw them play at Section 7, because I know you saw them this summer, and maybe that kind of influenced why you don't have them in your top 10. So what I saw at Section 7 was um... – I saw a very not, honestly. I shouldn't say that you're a young team or anything like that. It's just different. Well, they're young. They're young. You don't. You just a team without Xavier Mike. Yeah. That's just kind of what it was. And like I said, it's summer, so it's a couple months after like the season's over and everything. So I mean, that wasn't really much of a fair look. Um, Coach Bonner, like like you said, and like we both agree, we talked about it like last season. He is such a great coach, and he does the he does the little details. He's pretty meticulous in like, his game planning when playing against tougher opponents. Um. That's why I wanted to put them in there just because just ba- just clear off just based off coaching, I wanted to put them in the top ten. I mean, I just, you could do that just based off coaching. You can, honestly, because like I said, he's gonna get his kids ready. He has a system that works for his kids. And I wanna believe that Aiden Logan can carry that on his back and you know, like rise up to the occasion. So I'm gonna go ahead and see he can, but I just don't see him in the top ten with some of these other teams that we got going on right now. Okay, that's fine. I think you're wrong, but that's fine. I hope they prove me wrong. Right, I tell every team, prove me wrong. Okay, let's see who do you got for your number eight spot. So for number eight, I actually have Gilbert Christian. Really? I know we're gonna get into this a little bit later down the road, <laughs> but yeah, I do. Okay. And even though they lost a, a key player, arguably their best, arguably their best player, arguably. they still have a they still have a lot of weapons. Mm-hmm. We don't know what they got as far as incoming freshmen. We don't know how their summer really went. They but we know have, how their summer went. Their summer went great. Yeah, what I'm talking about is like new pieces and everything. We, okay, we yeah, I know. get what you're saying. You know what I mean? And so I liked Gilbert Christian last year, and I told Coach Luetta this coming season, after the season, that watch out for Gilbert Christian before the news hit. I'm still going to stick with them in the top 10. They're long. They're big. They're pretty athletic. They can stretch the floor with their ability to shoot the three. It's a, it's a big hit that they took what they lost. So Reyes is kind of dancing around something. I'm just going to say it. Okay? Just say it. I can't even say it. So um, from we've heard kind of through the grapevine, mm-hmm. the word on the street, the Arizona small ball street, is that uh, Grant Woods, arguably one of the best players, arguably the best player on uh, 
Gilbert Christian has transferred over to, <laughs> sorry for me to even say it, Valley Christian. And uh, it's going to be, I think he's going to be, per transfer rules, he'll be out 50% of the season. And then he'll be able to play that second half of the season. So this Valley Christian look team, this new look Valley Christian, it almost changed where I had Valley Christian. It didn't change where I had Valley Christian, but it did have me change where Gilbert Christian was for me. So, yeah, but that that's the key piece that Reyes is talking about. And that's a big loss. You got to feel for Gilbert Christian, dude. They've lost two of their best players in the last four years. I know. And that's where I'm like, gosh, but like I say, they have a really good coach. And I like what he got going on for his players. He's going to find a way to win games. And I think that, you know, come play Valley Christian, it's going to be a rival game. It's going to be a revenge game pretty much for them. Like, hey, you, mm. you didn't take our kid, but our kid left for mm-hmm. you. So, <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So that's why I have Gilbert Christian number eight. No really specific reason. I just like the way they say coaching pretty much is what we're talking about. Um, They do have some key players. So I'm going to go ahead and say Gilbert Christian at eight. Okay, let me go to number seven now. Number seven, I got Monument Valley. And so do I. You got, okay, I so got the biggest reason why I have Monument Valley so high, they did graduate some kids last year. But I mean, I'm just telling you guys, we had a summer league, and in our summer league, we had Coconino. And Coconino was just rolling teams. And we had some really good teams in this summer league. And Monument Valley, they came out one time and didn't have all their kids. And then they came out one time and they had all of their squad. And they were just toying with Coconino. I mean, I think it was about a 20-point game. And they beat Coconino and just handled them. They got some great guards. They can handle the ball. They can shoot it. They can play really fast pace. I like Monument Valley there in the north. I think they're going to run the north. You think they're going to run the north? Yep. Sure. Well, who would you say that would challenge them for the north? Do you have any other team from the north even in the top ten? We'll save that for a later episode. The answer is no, you don't. And I get we'll it. We'll say that every single we'll res team that for a later episode, Jeff. Every res team in the north, Jeff. Okay, I'm always getting deeper now. Jeff. Go for it. <laughs> so I have Monument Valley number seven. It's kind of the same reasons why you had number seven. Uh Monument Valley at number seven. Um, I just like the way they share the ball. Like I said, they just work really well together. They're tough in transition. And like I said, when they were toying with Coconino, we're literally talking about toying with Coconino. Coconino was tough this summer. They were good. Coconino is going to be a good team. They were a good team last year. Coconino is a really great program overall. If you guys don't really know much about Coconino, they're a pretty competitive team in the 4A. They're usually like a top 15 team normally. Like usually top 10. Top 10. I was, yeah, I didn't want to like boast them as much, but yeah. So they're usually a top 10 team in the 4A. Um, God, they were tough this year, but man, Monument Valley just kind of gave it to them and the game was pretty much over at half. Well, hold hold on, though. Let's just talk about this, though. Can you give me a team that you think that would be most competitive with them in the north? I mean, you've got Chin Lee. You've got Window Rock. you got Alchese. I, I don't say Alchese. I'm just saying teams that are in the north. Like, I, can you think I of think one the, that I would think, challenge them? I think the only team, maybe Tuba City or Chin Lee. Okay, yeah. Those are the only two teams that I can really think of just off top of the head. Remember how young Chin Lee is going to be, though. Coach Mendoza might pull some strings, and you never know. Okay, I'm just saying. I like Monument Valley at seven. I like Monument Valley like number. Them. That's why I have them at number seven. I think they're a really good team. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying to run the north. You don't think they're going to lose a game in the north? You know. Yeah, I'm not saying they won't. You said run the north. That means they're going to run over everybody and not lose. I think a game. if you just lose one game, I think that's still running the north. Sure. Depends <laughs> how much they lose by. Okay. Like, what if they play Chin Lee and they just get freaking mollywopped? Then what? Yeah, okay. That's fair. I don't think that's going to happen, but that's fine. Okay, let's move on to number six, okay? 
Who do you got for number six? Because I've been going first. This whole Gosh, time. this is probably very disrespectful. And I don't mean no disrespect. Just. What are you about to say? Yuma Catholic. Yuma Catholic. Okay. I look at if you guys, if only you guys can see Jeff's face right now. His face didn't like that. That's kind of a bad taste. I have Yuma Catholic at six because I do believe there's teams above them. And obviously, we'll get to that. I like Yuma Catholic. They're a really well coached team. They got some really good players. You saw them over the summer. They're very, they're a very good team. I just don't know. They were a very good team last year. And who'd they lose to? Tell me. Do you remember? Yuma Catholic? Yeah, who'd they lose to? Yuma Catholic lost to, I don't remember this. Northwest Christian. Oh, they did. Oh, that's true. The Crusaders. They lost to the Crusaders. The Shamrocks lost to the Crusaders. And I'm not saying that's going to happen again, but we were riding high with Yuma Catholic. I, yeah, just, but, I mean, do you remember how young they were last year, though? Sure. They're young, dude. I, okay, sure. Cool. I'm just saying. So, okay. I think I have them ranked higher than I did last year. Yeah, you definitely do. We both do, for sure. I know I didn't have them as high as I have them, but I have them way higher than you do. I know. I'm pretty sure I know where you have them. But I'm just saying. So, I think Yuma Catholic's a top, you know, they're number six team in the state. That could go up, you know, just depending on their region, obviously. But I think overall, they're a really solid team, and they're going to give a lot of teams problems. And if you do see them in the playoffs, obviously, I can't really say that because, you know, Northwest upset of them. But, like, if you see them in the playoffs, and if they're had a, if they as good as they are in season and how they translate that from summer to season to playoffs, hmm. then watch out. Hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm going to go ahead and say that. That's my piece about Yuma Catholic at number six. So my number six spot, I got Thatcher. And I'm really excited about Thatcher. Particularly, we already talked about this in the region moves, but because they're in the in the in the south, I'm super excited about the duo coming back for Thatcher. You got Curtis, who's averaging 20.4 points per game. This kid's gonna come back as a stud. And then you've also got Napier, who's coming back with 11 points per game. And and Napier, if you've never seen him play, he's a real hard-nosed, tough point guard, really like his game. And honestly, even just the whole vibe of Thatcher, they're just a tough, hard-nosed basketball squad i mean they're just really really tough this is my opinion i think placing thatcher into the south i don't think that the south their teams there are used to playing the same brand of basketball as thatcher is and i think thatcher is going to see a lot of success in my opinion thatcher is the team to beat moving into the south i'm really excited about them at number six hashtag i agree with that statement but i actually have a thatcher a little bit higher so i guess we'll kind of keep that later did you do number six yeah i did number six okay go number five so number five i have coolidge yeah i got coolidge number five too Ooh, why do you have Coolidge number five man it was tough man i actually wanted to put coolidge a little bit higher i do too uh, especially after the section seven the coolidge that i saw at section seven pretty tough but there's a lot more pieces to not i shouldn't say the story but like with that team and the consistency players attitudes and kind of just that's literally the only reason why I have them at five. Just kind of everything with mm-hmm. if it's just a lot, it's not even like with basketball, it's just more outside, more personal stuff mm-hmm. that I think hurts them. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, we, we mentioned this already before, so I don't want to beat a dead horse with this. I don't want to beat a dead bear with this. See what I did there? Dead bear and Coolidge Bears. But Hashtag I think bar. in that in that championship game, if they were to able to if they would have been able to keep their attitudes, keep their heads right and stay together, they would have they should have won that. They should have won that game. They should have been the state champions. I totally they agree. were the better team over Valley Christian, I thought. I thought so too. And 
for me, I have them at five just because I, I got to see them be able to work together. They got some really great young guards coming up that I was like, I had Coolidge at, I think I had him at three before or two. I had him at two. I really love Coolidge. They got some great young guards coming up. They got Braden Gant coming back. And I've been seeing some mixtapes of him that he just looks tough, dude. I mean, he's good. He's going to be one of the best players in 3A. Like, hands down, no no discussion about that. He's going to be versatile, tough matchup, all that stuff. But I got to see how are they going to be able to work together. And I think that's, that's where I got him at five. But they got some good games coming up in their region, especially. Yeah, I mean, like I said, they're a good team. And so that's not – I guess that's not what me and Jeff are trying to say. We're not saying they're a bad team. That's no, they're why number five. I mean, that's great in the 3A. Come on. They might take that as disrespect. That's okay. I it's not disrespectful. I'm just <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no, I'm kidding. But yeah, I just gotta see them kind of work together. And if they can keep their heads, then I mean they'll be a tough team. They got a lot of they got a lot of players that can you know play well together. And you know the coach does a really good job. So I guess we'll kind of see what happens. So I have my number five. Okay, so let's move on to number four now. And um, I don't know, Ray. I feel like we should probably be honest because we always want to be really honest and genuine here on the podcast. We have literally. We are coming back to re-record our top four because I changed my top four in the last what, like two weeks that we week that we recorded. He literally got cold feet, guys. I really did. I I've been doing some research. I saw some different some film on some kids and some teams, and I just I had to change it. So I know that for you guys it's a seamless transition from five to four, but for us we are literally coming back to re-record our top four because I got on my phone and I was like, "Hey Ray, we got to get over, we got to re-record this." So did your top four change at all? Uh, my top, my top, my top four. God, what am I? I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my my uh, top four did change, not by much, but I did put one team. I I switched the team out. And put a team in. You switch one team out and put a team in. Yes. Oh, okay. That would be interesting. Let's look to four then, okay? So for me in my number four spot, I got Yuma Catholic. And we really like them a lot. Uh, we got to see them play earlier this summer. And they were just dogging on teams. They're the type of team they remind you of an Arizona college prep from last year. Where they don't have one kid that's going to blow you away or fill up the stat sheet. But these kids can play really well together. I know you agree with that. Yeah, what I noticed too, and I wasn't there actually when we saw them over the summer, but Coach Luetta was. But the coach does a really good job of getting their kids ready and put them in like great positions to score. Like so, like their sets are really good. They really run, good sets. Really good sets. You know, they run. A really, I mean, like I say, good offense. They play really hard on defense. They're actually really, and they actually kind of got some size to them too, a little bit. Yeah, they do. They got a kid that's like 6'4", I think. Six yeah, they got, they got some size. And that, you know, coming from the small ball, you know, we'll take anything above 6'3". So <laughs> Above 5'9", um, we'll take that. We'll right? take we'll take That's a dub. That's a center. <laughs> um, and, the, and everything, like all things um, serious. Uh, yeah, Yuma Catholic, they said they run good sets. They play really hard on defense. They're really well coached. And the team, the, the kids just seem bought in. And especially after like a disappointing season. I, I shouldn't even say a disappointing you season. You say disappointing. But I mean, like, they, were, they, were. They, they made a really good run in the regular season, but they can come playoffs. You know, Northwest Christian did knock them off, which Northwest Christian was a top 15 team, and I think Yuma Catholic was four. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were, they were four, so I guess we keep them the same. Because like I said, I like their team. I like the way they're coached, and I like the way the kids play really hard. Yeah, my favorite thing about Yuma Catholic is they're bringing is they're, back a lot of kids. Yeah, they bring back everybody, I think, except for maybe one or two kids. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and and I really like how they play together. Their chemistry is off the charts. I think my favorite thing about them is their chemistry, uh, or not their chemistry, their schedule right now. Yes. Uh, so I'm looking at their schedule. So they got games at Northwest Christian because I mean their region. I think we both agree with this, and we're going to get into this next week. But 
Yeah, I think they're going to run their region and they'll win their region, but they have some some really great games that are outside of conference play or outside of region play. So they got at Northwest Christian. They're playing at Gilbert Christian, which is going to be a great game. Uh, they're playing at ALA West Foothills. And then they actually start with ALA West Foothills at home. And then they play at ALA West Foothills at the last game of the season. So I really like that. They got some other games kind of mixed in there from like California. They got a game in there, a couple from California, actually. So I like their schedule. I like them at four. I'm looking for them to be a, a lot better this year. Yeah, just looking at their schedule and everything like that, I think that Yuma Catholic should be able – I'm not going to go crazy and say undefeated, but, like, it's a pretty favorable – They'll have sc- a good chance to go it's undefeated. A, it's a pretty favorable schedule. I mean, like I said, you do have Northwest Christian and Gilbert Christian, which two teams that are probably going to be in the top 25, easily top 15. Um, and those are both away games. And those are both away games at Northwest, man. We've known for just experience, man. That's a weird place to play at, man. They those guys get after it. It's, it's a cool environment. It's just a tough environment to play in. And then Gilbert Christian, you know, so they're known for knocking people off at home mm-hmm. in their place. Like they did, they did the Valley Christian. So I mean, it's true. So I mean, that's something to look out for as well. Um, but yeah, just overall, like I said, Yuma Catholic should have a. They have a really favorable schedule. And they actually go to the Mogion tournament at in Mogion. You know, that'd be cool to start the season. So I think that'd be pretty cool. Okay, let's move on to our number three spot. And I do not think that we have the same number three. No. Okay. This is the one that I actually flip-flopped that I've been having such a hard time with. Luetta's a sellout. I'm not a sellout, okay? I just, when you see information, you got to roll with it, all right? Coming in at my number three spot, I got Holbrook, the Roadrunners. I love Holbrook. I love their squad. Reyes is so disappointed in me right now. Just for everybody listening, these top three... The top two are very similar, and then Holbrook is very different than those top two. But I have such a hard time with these top three. I had Holbrook at the number one spot for me. And if that doesn't tell you how highly we think of Holbrook, I don't know what does. But I just, there was a couple things that happened since we recorded that really kind of changed my opinion about that stuff. So I got Holbrook at the number three spot. They literally return everybody except for their center. And I think that, I mean, the the best thing about Holbrook is their chemistry, which I can let you talk about that a little bit more. But I'm just going to say this, even though I have Holbrook at three, they are my favorite to win the 3A this year. I'm, I'm pulling for them. I'm rooting for them. I think that they can do it, that their team is not the typical stereotypical Reds team. I think if any team can compete with these top level tier teams, Holbrook is, I mean, they're one of those top level teams, but I think they can compete easily with the Scottsdale and the Valley and stuff. But I got to be number three. Mm, that's interesting to say. You actually recovered, so I'll give you that. Um, for my number three, I actually have Scottsdale Christian. The reason being, like I said, they just jumped up, and I know that they just jumped up from the 2A, but, fellas, they probably should have been in the 3A. Anybody listening to this would not think that and was the, shocking. But that's what I'm saying, though. But, like, I know they jumped from the 2A, but, dude, they should have been in the 3A long, like, long time mm. ago. They're really good. They're really well coached by Coach Anderson. They got some really highly touted kids. I mean, we can talk about one of them, Elijah Williams. Mm which is Monty Williams' son. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, Coach Anderson is going to do a great job putting him in the best positions. They're going to run really good sets. They're really long. They're athletic. They're, I mean, they're big, for, especially for a small ball team. I think their average height is probably a little bit over, like 6'1", 6'2". And they got Easily, Elijah think. Williams is 6'4". I know that. They got Hunter Wells at 6'6". Six, six, and then they got their um, other sophomore or freshman kid. Oh, what's his name? He's going to drive me crazy. I can't remember. I, always I can't remember, remember his name. Gosh. But he's like a 6'4 freshman, too. So, I mean, that's just something to look out for. So, I mean, like I said, uh, Scottsdale Christian, I mean, they shoot the ball very well. They get after it on defense. And like I said, their schedule is pretty tough, honestly. They're And they're in a pretty decent region 
honestly, they said they're they're in our region, they're in the central, um, with teams like Fallon Hills, Canberra, Northwest, Christian, and then them now. So I mean, I think it's kind of nice for some fresh meat in that three A conference, and I think it just makes the conference overall just stronger. I mean, the three is the conference to be in. It, yeah, I think it is. It's just it's competitive, it's cutthroat, it's fun, yeah, it's awesome. Okay, it's anybody's night. I'm gonna just kind of piggyback off of what you said because I have Scottsdale Christian at number two, mm. and I originally and I'll kind of say this, okay, I had Holbrook at number one previously, and then I had Scottsdale at number four. What really made me bump Scottsdale up to number two is I got to see some really good film on Elijah Williams. He's been playing with Dream City Christian, which I know we've talked a lot about, me and Reyes. But he's been playing with Dream City Christian. I saw some film on this kid. I mean, the kid can play, man. He's tough. He's one of for incoming freshmen. He's a really, I mean, he's six for any, but for a senior. I mean, the kid, the kid can play. I mean, he can play. He can play at a high level. And and here's the thing: when I first saw film of Elijah Williams, I saw him playing against younger kids. It was like a heavy on the dunks, you know, just those kinds of plays. So I thought, all right, you know, but when you put him against like high school level kids, you know, it might be a little bit at the different. varsity level, especially yeah. at the Dream City Christian, you know. Sure, like varsity level. I just I saw this kid, I saw aspects of his game that I didn't know were there, right? Step mm-hmm. back three is the kick and shoot the ball. He's aggressive when he drives. I'm just saying him by himself, it caused me that was really what shook up my whole well, that and another thing, but it shook up my whole top five. So I really like Scottsdale Christian. I love what they're doing there. You know, John Anderson's going to do a great job with the sets and all that. So you already said that. I don't want to say that again, but I do want to say this about their schedule. One game that I'm looking forward to with Scottsdale Christian this year that I think is going to be a really great, just to kind of see where we're at, is going to be them at Valley Christian on January 13th. Now that I'm thinking about this, Valley Christian not only plays Scottsdale on January 13th. Hey, 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 hey you better hold that. Bro. I'm just saying, hey, dude. I'm going to say it, so you hold it okay, right there, right. buddy. Something else is happening January 7th, so we'll talk about that. But but I'm really looking forward to that game because last year, Scottsdale lost to Valley at their place by, I think it was like five points or something yes. like that. It wasn't by a lot. So, I mean, obviously, they can compete with that. Everybody, if you're, if you're even just a casual small ball fan, you know that. I just really like Scottsdale, and I think that uh, that I feel really good about putting them in that number two spot. They're going to be one of the top teams to beat in 3A. So I guess to kind of go off of that, my number two is actually Valley Christian. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, reason being, I mean, we've talked about it before. They did get, you know, Grant Woods from Gilbert Christian. Mm. So, I mean, that just kind of boosts them a little bit. Like I said, you got Luke Shaw. A little bit. I'm trying to be modest. I'm just saying that boosts them a lot. I have- that, no, that elevates them. I'm just going to go ahead and say, I mean, Valley Christian probably went from like a, I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm trying to think of like a number to compare it to, like mm. a, out of 10. They were probably like a nine and a half to like a 10. Let's just be honest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's crazy. They literally just like, yeah, it's just kind of like a power up mode, like a video game. Like the Mario where he gets yeah. a mushroom. And, it's like, and I think it's going to be interesting how they gel together. And it's crazy to think that, you go to your crosstown rifle. Mm, I know. I'm, I'm really, I would love to know the story behind And the team that, that knocked you out. That's pretty interesting. Right? I don't think they knocked them out. I think they did. They probably didn't. You know, yeah. someone fact check. Gilbert me. Christian locked, knocked them out two years ago. Two years ago. At, at but I swear play. that Valley played Gilbert Christian. They're not Gilbert Christian out. I will well, look right now. You can keep going. Keep going. Um. Anyways, so I think Coach Hagsmo is going to do a really great job with actually kind of gelling in Grant Woods with that team. Like I said, I really like him. I like Luke Shaw. He continues to get better. He's a pretty shifty, crafty guard. He shoots the ball really well. I think one thing that he does 
honestly exceptional is probably he uses his body really well in the lane. He knows how to draw fouls and get to the free throw line. Um, they got some pretty lockdown defenders. They got some shooters. Like I say, Valley Christian kind of has like that overall team. Now they might not match the size, or actually they might because the Greer brothers. Mm-hmm. I think those Greer brothers are about like six four mm-hmm. a piece, and there's two of them. So I mean, they they do match up really well with Scottsdale Christian as far as the length, the athleticism. Um, that's why I kind of have them a little bit over. And like I said, you know, they just came off a state championship. They they have um a lot of returners coming back. Mm-hmm. Even though they did take a pretty big hit with Caleb Shaw, I think they did a really good job, you know, kind of bouncing back and getting a Grant Woods. So getting a Grant Woods, you make it sound like it's free agency or something. Hey, it kind of is. <laughs> no, Let's just play it. Let's just call it how it is. It's literally free agency. That's kind of what happened. We don't know what happened. Come on. I know what happened. No, you don't. Per sources. No, Reyes per, does not know. Per woes. ASBP. 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 Just saying. Um, but anyways, like I said, though, yeah, so that's why I really like Valley Christian. Like I said, they got a lot of returners back that are going to be, I mean, like I said, they're seasoned. They're smart. They shoot the ball really well. They're really well coached. And they're dogs, honestly. For coming from a Christian school, you know, especially like you would think. I don't know. Sometimes the stigma is kind of a little bit different, but these guys are dogs. They, they just get after it. I really like they their do team. play really hard. They play really hard. They they really take defense like as a priority, as opposed mm-hmm. to a lot of teams that kind of like look at the back end. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'll kind of use that to go into my number one spot because I've got Valley for my number one, and. When I think about Valley Christian, yeah, they've got the Greer brothers that are coming back that are both pretty big. They have some other good younger players that are coming back. Luke Shaw's coming back, who putting up just massive numbers at Section 7. I mean, we know he's going to be just a monster because Caleb Shaw has left. He has a little bit more room to operate now. Grant Wood's coming on the scene now. Here's the thing. I heard through the grapevine, like last year, that this incoming freshman class from a year ago, or maybe it was this year, but an incoming freshman class was one of the best classes that uh, coach Hogsman has ever had. Hmm. So we're just talking about the players that we know of. There is going to be probably, I guarantee three players that we don't even know about that. We're probably going to be talking about on this podcast because they're just making a huge impact in the game. So I love Valley Christian and they got a great squad, them and Scottsdale being matched up against each other. I mean, that's a great matchup. I mean, they're super similar, and they play pretty similar, too. And it was the same thing as it was last year, you know, pretty pretty good. And, and last year it was different because they had a Garrison Sherman versus a Caleb Shaw. But I think there's going to be some great matchups here as well. So I like Valley Christian, and I know that you like your number one as well. I like my number one, but before we actually jump to that, there's some, like, game. We'll talk about, obviously, in, like, later podcast episodes and everything like that. But just to kind of briefly go over it, Valley Christian actually is really pretty, like, a pretty good schedule. It's yeah, tough. it's a really strong schedule. It's a really strong schedule. Like I said, they start off, they kick off their season with their tournament. They play Push Ridge, Rancho Solano. They play Globe. And then right after that, they got three, four, Ooh. just back to back to back. That's a gauntlet, dude. Look at this. January 6th, they play ALA Ironwood at Valley Christian. January 7th, they play Holbrook, which is my number one pick. And they got, I love that game. They it's got, gonna thir- be such a they got the, game. on the 13th, they got Scottsdale Christian at uh, Mesa Community College. And then on the 14th, they play um, Gilbert Christian. So, I mean, four teams right there, that that, that can be anybody's night. And I, I, I'm so glad that Valley Christian kind of scheduled it that way to be battle tested and to kind of see where their guys are, especially late in the season. Because, mm. like, that's kind of coming down to, like, okay, like, not the final rankings, but you know what I mean? It's going to kind of show, like, who's who, where they're going to be placed in the 3A conference. So I kind of like that. 
But um, imagine having a four-game skid in the middle of your season where Gilbert Christian is probably the team that you have the best chance of beating. That's a tough game. That's a tough stretch. I mean, it's a good team. That sounds crazy. And like I said, we don't know what Ailey Anthem South has or anything like that. We'll Mm -hmm. obviously find out when that time comes. I have seen some film on ALA West Foothills, though. Really? Yeah, they look pretty athletic. Pretty. They look young, but you know they look pretty athletic. So. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so talk about your number one. Let's get to your number one because you already kind of hinted at it. It's oh yeah. So my yeah. So my number one is Holbrook. There's. I mean, there's like a lot of reasons why. First of the reasons why is they bring back. Everybody, they lose one kid. He was and a good kid, but yeah, they lose he was one a really kid. good kid. But they really lose one. They, I mean, they lose one kid, but they bring back everybody that was a core player for them. And they were all juniors last year. So now in their season, they've been playing all over this whole summer and even during the off season. They just been together. Their chemistry is off the charts. It's man. insane. And like I said, I I think what Coach Delmar is going to do with them. I mean, I can really see Holbrook really making a really solid run. Um, like I said, we did mention they do play Valley Christian at Valley Christian. And it, like I said, with Rez teams, there's never really an away game. Mm. Every game's a home game. They're going to bring the fans. They're going to pack the house. If I was Valley Christian, I'd probably find a new place to play because you're probably going to have – you're not going to have you enough You think it's going to get too packed there? Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, and maybe I'm wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. I feel you're like, wrong. I feel like of the Rez teams, I don't think Holbrook travels as well as some other Rez teams do. I'm not saying they don't travel well. But they don't travel as good as some of these other res teams. Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess like an out, you say when they're good, or like even a like Chin, a Chin Lee, Lee, you know, like. Well, I mean, look at remember Chin Lee at Fallon Hills. It was just crazy. It was all. It was a it sea. Was insane. Of, it was literally dude. a sea of wildcats. Remember that picture we posted? Yeah, it was insane. Crazy. I mean, that just showed, and it was a it was a home game for Fallon Hills, mm-hmm. and you probably saw like five people in blue. Right. <laughs> Not really, but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you got Noah Brown, you got Tyler Tapaha, you got the other Tapaha. I mean. Just the core of just really savvy play, and they're not big. They they, they do not pass the eye test whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They're like a they're like five eleven. Yeah, on a good if day. that on a good if day. That. I think Noah Brown's like five ten. Tyler Topo was like five nine, maybe. No, Tyler Topo he grew. Are you kidding oh, really? me? He grew. Oh okay. I give him like the five eleven. Okay, I didn't know you keep track of everybody's height over the off season. I'll give I'll give him six, six foot. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but like I said, um, I really do like Holbrook. They re- they gel well together. Coach Delmar, I mean, they're different from a lot of res teams. Like I said, they actually run sets. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though they do play in the transition, they're pretty aggressive in the transition. They're just exciting. The fans gonna bring every game to them. They shoot the ball very well. Mm-hmm. Everybody on that court can handle the ball. Mm-hmm. So if you have bigs that are are not like laterally gifted. Tyler Topol is going to take you off the dribble, yep. and it's going to be a very hard time to stay. Like I said, they're, they're able to utilize utilize so many weapons and different players in so many different aspects. I just think they're kind of a matchup nightmare just for being so small, shifty, and crafty, and they play defense, and they're really tough. And mm. like I said, on defense, they make the right rotations, and they actually put you in a pretty tough pickle because nine times out of ten, they're going to get a charge on you. And they just – they know how to – they're really good passers. Oh my God. They see I mean, the floor so well, and they have a great feel for the game. Yeah, if I were to give them, like – I don't know. I haven't played 2K in forever, but if there was, like, an NBA 2K rating for passing, I they're would 99. say – They're 99. They're, like, 99 overall. You know, like, it's crazy. And they just make really great choices. They make the simple pass, but they make the right pass almost every time. Let me ask you this. You ready for the hot seat question? Mm-hmm. It's perfect. We're going to end on a hot seat question right here. Who do you think wins? Holbrook or Rally Christian Holbrook. when Holbrook goes over there. Those you no hesitation. Holbrook. I think Holbrook wins. Okay. Call me crazy. And I hope you guys do. 
Someone comment and say, I don't think you're crazy. I don't think I'm crazy. And I'm going to go ahead and say that I think Holbrook beats Valley by five or more, five to eight. Really? I think so. Okay. At their place. And you're you're going to that game, right? I'm going to that game. I'm going to that game too. I think everybody's going to that game. (laughs) I think everybody should go to that game. Catches out wearing our small ball tees at that time comes. But like I said, I got Holbrook beating Valley. I think. A lot of teams are like Scottsdale Christian, a Valley Christian, Gilbert Christian. A lot of teams are going to look over Holbrook mm-hmm. and they're not going to take them serious. But we've, I guess I've seen it. I saw it all summer yep. and they're playing teams. Uh, I mean, athletically gifted, and even some of my skills gifted, obviously coaching could be different, right. but I saw them play against players like that match up really well with Valley Christian and a Scottsdale Christian, that team overlooked them. And then that team got blown out by 20, 30, yeah, 30. and I'm not saying that's going to happen to Valley, but I'm just saying if they overlook him, dude, don't be surprised. If mm-hmm. I'm not surprised if Holbrook beats him by 10, but I'm going to give him the 5-8 to eight point range. I want to end with this, okay? I know that right now there's uh, there's a coach out there somewhere, probably in the Valley, listening to Reyes and I talk about Holbrook. And you're sitting there and you're thinking, these guys are just crazy, man. They're just riding these res guys. I've seen them play. Maybe you're even looking them up right now. And you're thinking that we're crazy. I'm telling you, there's going to be a point in the season when you're like, dang, they were right. I'm telling you guys, okay? Holbrook is legit. They're the real deal. And I, they're, I, like I said, they're my favorite to win the 3A. I'm rooting for them. I really would love to see them go through and, and just with everything that they have together, I'd love to see them uh, come out on top with that. So thank you guys for tuning into our top 10. Even though me and Reyes did have a really big struggle trying to really nail down our top 10, Uh, We're really excited about it, and we feel good about all the spots. You guys should check out our website. We're going to have updated top tens every single week, so you guys can always just kind of see our take on specific teams. If you ever looked at the rankings and you've been like, man, that team should not be in the top ten, or this team should be in the top ten, we're going to try to give it the most accurate representation of the ten best teams every single week in the small ball scene, 1A through 3A. Thank you guys for tuning in.